Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're here to talk all things America versus Nashville in the League's Cup. And today, I'm on my own, but not necessarily throughout the rest of the show. Today, we brought in an expert from the Pharmaceutical Podcast. It is none other than Valir Shabila from the Pharmaceutical Podcast. My man, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? How, is the, how are things uh, with, with America these days? Uh, well, you know, it's an up and down, kind of like every season. But, you know, we're, we're excited. We're looking forward to uh, playing against you guys. Like I mentioned before, we kind of started recording here. Second time we kind of face off against each other in this League's Cup scenario. Um, so it should be good. should be fun. I'm excited to, to sit here and, and pick your brain to see exactly what I can learn from this Nashville side. And hopefully I can do the same for you guys in regards to the America perspective. Yeah, man. Like the first time these two teams played last year was like the, you know, the fake leagues cup or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it both squads, and uh, maybe not for America, but for Nashville is a very, very like secondary squad. Like, uh, you know, they have people on loan that they call back from loan just so they can play that one match. So it wasn't like a real clash. It didn't feel like it obviously went to penalties. It was pretty open play, all that stuff. So, uh, and I saw some players with America jerseys with like, three-digit numbers on the back. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're playing their starters either. You know, so, like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but, yeah. but, you know, the occasion was nice because, because obviously Club America is a huge and Nashville is a fairly new team uh, in the region at all. So, so we saw different people come into Georgia's Park for that match, you know, different folks who generally probably won't come out to an MLS match, you know, which is why it was nice to have, uh, have that perspective and have those new, new fans come in. No, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the narrative that League's Cup gives is the fact that you get to introduce a couple of these Liga Mekis fans to the stadium, to the teams. And then you're like, hey, you know, we're in your own back, uh, your own backyard. Like, you know, my, why not consider rooting for us? Maybe we can get a season ticket pass. And so I, I see the, the appeal for maybe trying to convert fans to both teams actually you never know you know yeah it's not even converting as much as it's introducing i think because like the thing is if you're a nashville fan let's say and a club america fan what what are the chances these two teams are gonna play you know i mean now the league's (laughs) cup maybe maybe uh it's more serious but like um i think it's or or even toluca or somebody like that like you're not gonna really play them that much so if you are already a toluca fan who lives in nashville like you can Keep both, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be one of those, like, they're not in the same league. They're not going to play every mat every, every season. Uh, so, so I think, I think it's more just showcasing really more than anything. No, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that perspective is you, you kind of have that as, as least as a fan, you kind of have that liberty to be like, okay, I can have both teams that I can root for here in the situation. And funny enough, we had that situation last podcast. Uh, we had a good friend of ours, Ricardo. He, um, native to Chicago. So we, he obviously a uh, huge Chicago fan, huge Chicago fire fan. And then of course grew up uh, loving and, and adoring America. So, you know, 
the best of both worlds colliding. So he really couldn't obviously end up losing. Whichever team yeah. ended up winning, he ended up obviously progressing in that sense. So yeah, I, I think that's the cool thing about it is in these situations, it's, you know, if you tend to have a, you know, pull for one or the other, maybe you can find a middle ground in between. So I, of I course, saw, and, uh, sorry, I saw, I just saw a couple no, of uh, couples at uh, Jodis Park for the Toluca match and like, the woman would be wearing a, a, a Nashville jersey and the man is wearing like a, a, a Luca jersey. So that was yeah. like, cool. we saw a couple of those around uh, or like a group of friends and there's some Nashville and Toluca sort of uh, jerseys all around. So I'm assuming it's going to be similar, uh, actually probably more even with, with, with Club America because it, I mean, there are more Club America fans here in Nashville than, you know, any other Mexican team probably. So, um, so that to start with is going to be huge. And then also, it's the same color. So <laughs> I don't yeah, it's going to be yellow regardless. <laughs> I know you already have that with Columbus, right? So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of similar to that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, um, and it's funny enough, we, we obviously had Columbus in our group, right? And there's another team that wore yellow. So it's like, you know, regardless of whatever team you go for, just wear your yellow. Yeah. Not like it's going to matter. It's going to be a, a full out yellow stadium. And hopefully that's the case for Tuesday's matchup as well. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this game, right? Um, uh, just for our listeners, um, just giving them a little bit of an update as to what's going on right now in our squad. The biggest news around us is, of course, Henry Martin is injured. He's officially out of the League's Cup. Our star striker last season, the league, the top league scorer for Liga Mekis, out for the rest of League's Cup. Three to four weeks is the, um, the time frame that they're giving. He had an MRI scan on his calf. Looks like he has a torn muscle, so he will be out that extended time of period. The only good news coming out of the Club America camp is that it looks like Diego Valdez is finally training with the first team. Our number 10 is finally kind of up to rhythm. He had missed an entirety of the League's Cup so far, three games, two weeks because of an injury. So it looks like finally he's back, potentially looking to get minutes against Nashville. And because of the situation with Henry Martin, he is very much needed and, and he will be Definitely a key piece into the squad if we want to progress into the following uh, stage of the League's Cup. But I don't expect him to start right away. I don't expect Harinette to give him the full 90 minutes. But if need be, I think he will be introduced sometime within that game in uh, on Tuesday's matchup against Nashville. Um, as far as American news goes, that's about it. Transfer rumors, it's uh, gone pretty quiet. Nestor Araujo looks potentially to still be on his way out to Greece although nothing is 100% finalized just yet, which means that the Cesar Montes thing has a little, maybe died a little bit. So we'll see what happens in regards to that aspect. But make sure you guys keep uh, up to date with everything going on in the world of America over on our Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. Um, now I want to give you the floor, uh, Valir, and, and just kind of talk a little bit to me about uh, Nashville. How are you guys coming in? Any uh any news in regards to your squad? I mean, you guys' league's campaign, league's campaign has been kind of similar to ours, you know, a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. Yeah, yeah. It's been an interesting time because, um, well, let me catch you up on Nashville season real quick, and then and then I'll talk about the squad. Um, so uh, Nashville went through, it had an okay start to the season, but then they went through a 10-game unbeaten run uh, during the MLS season. That, like, solidified them kind of as the runner-up, really. Cincinnati was the only team that was better than them in the entire league. But then after that 10-match run, they lost six out of the eight following that. So it was a really tough time, um, you know, went out of form. Um, and during that, there was a lot of players who were out. 
three, four players, core players, uh, starters who went out because of the Gold Cup. So Annabelle Godoy, for example, for Panama. Um, uh, that was one of Jacob Schaffelberg for Canada and so on and so forth. And then there were some injuries as well. So that didn't help. Um, and that's kind of where in- Nashville ended up entering the League's Cup. And obviously they beat Colorado. Colorado is not, you know, world beaters by any means. So they, they kind of got that. And then the match against Toluca was a wild one, man. I don't know if you got <laughs> yeah. a chance to see that. No, Anybody listening, watch the highlights. Like, it, it's crazy. 4-3 match, goals everywhere. Um, just, yeah, red card, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so um, <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. And then obviously Cincinnati again uh, just a few days ago. Uh, and Nashville ends up winning in penalties and advancing. So that's what, that's how they got all the way here. And then uh, in terms of the, the squad in itself, unfortunately, during the Toluca match, um, Randall Leal, uh, actually during the Colorado match, Randall Leal, who is a pretty key player for Nashville SD, he sustained an injury in his ankle. Uh, he will most likely be out for the America game. Um, he had just come back from injury and kind of getting back into the swing of things. He was finally starting matches. Uh, so he's out. Uh, Nick Depew has been out since the beginning of the season, so he's out for the season. That I'm not even going to count that. Um, and then uh, the sort of good news for Nashville SC is that Phil Bunbury is coming back from being suspended for a red card. And then the most exciting thing happening in Nashville SC squad right now is that the possibility of the new star, star striker, Sam Surridge, to make his debut against uh, America. So um, he hasn't featured yet, but he's been training with the team since Thursday last week. So um, very good chance of him making his debut uh, against America at home. Um, I don't think he'll start. I don't, I don't see that, but it's possible. Uh, but I, I think there's a good chance we'll see him uh, play for the first time. All right. Well, interesting updates right there in regards to Nashville. Looks like uh, we have uh, quite a potential uh, target to kind of keep an eye out in regards to the attack for you guys. So it should be an interesting game nonetheless. Uh, well, I mean, you guys, like you mentioned, you guys are kind of already in the mix of your season. Our season is barely starting, right? Of course, just a couple of games in. They got make it was then pause for us. Then we jump into League's Cup. Again, it's been wishy-washy for us. A really good game against St. Louis and then a terrible game against Columbus. And ultimately, an underwhelming performance against Chicago, but still a job done in order to move and progress into this one. Talk to me a little bit about the expectations for Nashville. Talk to me about the expectations, at least from a fan's perspective, seeing as that you guys are already in the round of 16. Is this exactly where you guys expect it to be? And do you guys expect to progress even further? And talk to me a little bit more about what the club entitled themselves for this competition. A lot of it, uh, I think there's a lot of frustration from fans uh, for Nashville SC because uh, I think a lot of fans uh, see the potential that this team can be. Um, and just kind of uh, Nashville isn't taking enough risks necessarily in terms of the market being out there and spending more money and, and bringing in more players. I think uh, a lot of fans view it as sort of um, being too comfortable with just making the playoffs and, and maybe competing. This tournament is obviously brand new, right? We don't know what's going to happen, uh, but I think it has, Nashville wants to use this tournament to kind of energize their season, to, to, to re to re to reintegrate some pieces into the season and making sure that once this tournament is done, they go back to MLS play. It's serious. It's, you know, they'd have 10 more MLS games before the playoffs. So they want to make sure to kind of finish up as high as possible to post more games. So it's been interesting. I think fans are 
discouraged a little bit, but at the same time appreciate sort of Nashville being still a new team and being able to achieve the things they've been achieving, which is making the playoffs every year, um, being able to have their league MVP, Hani Mukhtar, uh, play for you, stuff like that, uh, build a brand new stadium that's incredible and that's filled up pretty much every single game. Uh, stuff like that is really cool and exciting for Nashville SC. But when it comes to League's Cup, I honestly wouldn't say that they were aiming to win it. Um, which is, I know it's the opposite of America when, when a club, I, I feel like any competition America <laughs> is like, they're supposed to win it. Right. That's, no. That's, yeah, of course. That's the expectation always. It's not like that for Nashville. I don't, I don't think, uh, I, maybe if they were around for a hundred more years, then maybe that'll be the expectation. Uh, but, uh, but, but, you know, I think, I think the expectation here was mainly to just, uh, do well. And I think it had to do more with the performance than the results themselves. So. Nashville had this issue with red cards, for example. They had six red cards in six games, um, which is just unacceptable. Uh, so I think the idea is to get out there to play your best soccer and not not give in to these red cards, not give in to these sort of stupid decisions that are leading to um, just not great results. Um, and then if the results come as well, then why not? You know, when you're playing Cincinnati, at Cincinnati, and you can beat them in penalties, that's going to boost the team. That's going to give them something else. And we've we've all seen this team perform really well for, in Nashville in those 10-game runs that I was talking about. So I, I think the expectation is to just continue to play well, and if the results come, the results come. But I think nobody's under any illusions that like Nashville is the underdog when they're facing America. I think that's just expected. Uh, and I think, uh, I think Nashville thrives better when they are the underdog. I think they are, they, they kind of, uh, they like that us versus the world mentality. The players do, the coaches staff kind of embodies that. And I think that's going to help them playing against America on Tuesday. Interesting enough. Um, I mean, it, it, I, I love being able to talk to, you know, different MLS sides and kind of hear the perspective of, you know, where it is that you guys aim to be in this competition. Like you mentioned, it's new. No one really knows what to expect of this, except that if you get to the final and you win, you get a pretty good, you know, chunk of ch- chunk of change. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of it. As far as for us, of course, the media down in Mexico has painted it to be this way, and I haven't really heard much from the MLS side of things. I don't think, you know, I I, I listen to the games on MLS uh, season pass on Apple TV. You know, I hear Taylor Twelman and I hear everyone else the the supporting cast, and they they talk about America. They don't really peg us as like, oh, these are your heavy favorites to win, right? And I think it's because the narrative has changed because Messi's in town and, you know, enter Miami whatsoever. I think now they're maybe the heavy favorites because of that. But we came into this competition ever since it was announced, ever since the groups were announced, knowing that we had to come in here and demonstrate and showcase that we are the biggest team, not just in Mexico, but in North America, the whole region of CONCACAF, right? We have the most titles. We have the most representations in that sense. So, of course, we have we carry that heavy expectation. And that goes through game in and game out. That's why it was blown up so much how we lost against Columbus. It was unacceptable. And then you go off and there was still heavy criticism on this team against Chicago because, you know, you, you barely escaped that game winning 1-0. Although, if you watch that game, we necessarily didn't play our best game. And if it wasn't for a Chicago Fire miss right in front of goal, then that game paints a different story. So I think there's a lot of added pressure coming into this one, knowing that, okay, you're in the round of 16 to get past this one. And you can potentially, you know, go further into this competition and face up against um, maybe the likes of the Luca, right? Who have been completely 
is scoring goals left, right, and center. So you're going up against a, your own competition or maybe another MLS side, regardless of the case may be. Eyes are always heavily focused on America. Maybe not so much here in the States, but in Mexico, if America was to lose on Tuesday, it's looked at as a failure and the heavy criticism will then rain on Andre Jardine coming into this one saying, well, you know, you didn't rotate or you rotated too much, you experiment too much, you still haven't found your rhythm. So he's under he's under some scrutiny right now because he has he is coming into this team as a new manager, right? Coming from San Luis, Atlético San Luis, coming into America. So there's kind of that gap that he's trying to bridge. And so, you know, these games are important in order to kind of solidify himself as the manager for America. And, and I think there's nothing in the United States soccer media that can compare to the media down in Mexico. Like, it, I, I just, especially for Chivas in America and, and maybe the big team, mm-hmm. uh, there's just nothing that compares here. Um, you know, we, we do our best, but there's, there's sort of a <laughs> level of, there's a level of um, expectation that that's been put on for years and years and years um, that that we just simply don't have here in the United States or just haven't built up to it yet. So I think I think the thing with with uh, America not being the favorite maybe going into this is is also the inability to play at home. I think that's a big part because one of the things you know playing a Stadio Azteca or something like that, even for the other Mexican teams, not not necessarily Azteca, but any other. The stadium, I think that adds the pressure for MLS teams that they've never faced before, you know, especially for mm-hmm. these that don't go to CONCAF Champions League normally. So I think because that element is missing, I think some people are less sure about the Mexican teams and uh, America as well, you know, obviously. So I think that's a bit of a different expectation just because you're not playing at home. But I don't think, like you said, I don't think uh, the media is going to be any. Um, any less ruthless if they do lose on Tuesday, but uh, yeah. it, it should be it should be an interesting one, you know, just because uh, um, for Nashville they haven't had this intercontinental play before. They they played Toluca and now they're playing America, and then the only other time they played non MLS teams was when America came in last year and played a friendly or whatever we want to call that. So yeah. it, it's a new thing for Nashville as a whole, uh, but all of their international opponents have been at home, so. It's like you can't really gauge it very well. You know what I mean? You can't really take much from it uh, until you go away to, you know, whether it's Honduras or, or whatever else you go in the country. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I agree. Absolutely. And who knows, maybe down the years, League's Cup is shaped in a different way and in form, different format. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, you know, talking about the present right now, obviously, I, I spoke to you in regards to America coming into this game after an underwhelming performance against Chicago. You mentioned that you guys came into this game beating Cincinnati in, in a thrilling penalty shootout. Does that? I, I know that must give you guys an added boost coming into this game, thinking like, all right, you know, where our our confidence is just skyrocketed even more. So, I think the players needed that, man. Like, I think a lot of the a lot of these players play on confidence, especially when you look at at the way Nashville is the number one defense in MLS right now. Um, they've conceded the least amount of the fewest amount of goals out of anybody else um this is a team that is built on confidence built on form and when they are confident in themselves they are comfortable on the ball and that's the biggest issue with nashville is that these players are technically um maybe a bit behind somebody like america for example in terms of playing with the ball being able to control the ball and 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 sort of um put a stance into the game and 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 force yourself into the game 
to where a lot of teams play Nashville, give them the ball and say, do your best, you, you know, and you, and Nashville have struggled a lot to, to create something. Against Cincinnati, that doesn't happen a whole lot because against Cincinnati, Cincinnati likes having the ball. So they have the ball and Nashville is playing on transition, which is their best way of playing is when they kind of go on that counter attack whenever they can. Um, and, and, and then set pieces, set pieces are big for Nashville. So I think that win in Cincinnati, just from a confidence standpoint, built so much confidence for this Nashville team saying, Hey, we can do it. If we can do it against the best team in MLS right now, uh, we can do it against one of the best teams in Mexico. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of just, uh, believing. And then honestly, they're probably going to look at that Luca match just as well and say, barring one or two stupid mistakes. That match was very close. That match was, uh, and then you see Toluca destroy Colorado and SKC, um, you know, a couple of days after that, uh, to where in Nashville was 4-3. It was a close match. And it, until the last minute, Nashville had a, you know, they were still in the match until the very last minute. So when you look at that, I think they're going to look at the Luka match. They're going to look at the Cincinnati match and say, yeah, maybe we lost the Luka match, but we can mm, fix a couple of these mistakes. And, you know, then then we can we can maybe apply it against America. But I think if Sam Surge gets to play, I think he's going to be hungry. Uh, this is going to be his first time ever play, putting on the Nashville SC jersey. I think he's going to be wanting to prove something. It's at home. And I don't think the crowd is going to be. I think the crowd is going to be 50 50, honestly. Um, so I think he's going to get some booing. He's going to get some. He's going to get some a different experience. I don't think he's he's an English guy playing in the championship and the Premier League. He's never gone to a home game and been booed. You know what I mean? So he's going mm-hmm. to be different yeah. for him. And I, I, I think he, thri- he might thrive in that situation just because he's a championship player. And generally, that's how that league goes, you know. So so I think he's going to be the big part. Uh, he And him playing with Hani Mukhtar, of course, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about I think that would give confidence to to the national players, to the other national players, along with all the results that they've had a couple of times. Let me ask you this. Do you expect it to be a sellout for this matchup? Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think if it's not a sellout, it's going to be really close to it. Uh, it's a 30,000-seat stadium. Uh, the last couple uh, League's Cup games against Colorado and against Luka were about um, sixteen to 20,000, somewhere there. Um, okay. but that was, that was the group stage. And that was also, you know, one of the matches was against Colorado, which I don't think anybody in Nashville was like really excited to see, honestly. Um, uh, but, yeah. uh, but, but when you, when you add in just the brand of Club America, that changes everything. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I agree because I was actually looking, cause obviously tickets went out on sale today. Uh, I was looking around to see, just kind of poke my eyes to see, okay, what kind of, what is the starting, you know, price and range? Obviously, it's nothing compared to what uh, FC Dallas and Inter Miami are paying today. Yeah. It's ridiculous those eight hundred dollar tickets. Um, but I was looking around and I was like, okay, I see a couple of areas already filled up. It looks like it looks like it's going to be a good amount of crowd. I'm I'm anticipating the same fifty fifty. I know you guys have a very good big fan base, and and so I'm expecting you guys to show up in numbers. But uh, we travel well, and and wherever we go, it looks like in whatever corner or whatever region of this uh. uh Concrete have section we're at where we tend to have fans there. So, like again, you know, expect it to be a good game, a lively one. And for anyone that's going to be out there in the stadium, uh, you know, just enjoy yourselves and, and and just kind of soak up the atmosphere. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about these games is you kind of get to interact with the best of both worlds. And the stands is really where 
where the party is at throughout the game. We don't get to kind of see it during the TV, but um, if you're there live in person, it's absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think there's a really good way of doing this without um, sort of losing, um, losing your head, I guess, or, or like, like uh, the, the Toluca fans, there was a good presence actually of Toluca fans. And I, I'm comparing it to that because that's the only other Leagues Cup against a Mexican team we've seen here in Nashville. Um, you know, there was some back and forth, uh, you know, talking crap a little bit. And, and it was some banter between the two fan bases. But like, it never got to the level where, you know, it needed to be, needed to escalate. And I just hope that kind of continues into this one. Uh, and same thing happened in, in the Club, uh, Club America game last year, where there was a good amount of uh, Club America fans in, in, at Giotis Park. But you know we didn't we didn't have any problems really with anyone, and it was kind of it was it was a it was a pretty good experience. Kind of like you were saying, they went out there and the America fans were chanting, they, they, the national fans were chanting, and it was kind of like, you know, this is doesn't happen often. So we're we're very we're very excited to have it here in Nashville for us. So, um, so I, I just hope it it kind of continues that, and when we have we we see a good game more than anything, really. I I, I just hope it's 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 going to be an exciting one. I expect it to be, and then I'll talk to you a little bit more in just a second as to why I expect it to be an inter- entertaining game. I'm not, you know, promising a 4-3, but I am promising a pretty good matchup. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about this game that's going to be obviously on Tuesday, like you mentioned, at Giotto's Park, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. For all of you guys, Taco Tuesday, get your tacos again, ready to watch the game. It's going to be a good one. Um let me give you my pretty concern 11. That way, you know, yeah. the America fans kind of hear exactly kind of where I'm going with this one. Obviously, with the injuries, you have to take in consideration that uh, America's most likely going to see the same starting 11 that we saw against Chicago. That's honestly the best we have at our disposal. So, of course, it's going to be Malagon in goal. Uh, obviously, the defense is not going to be moved. You're going to see Kevin Alvarez on the right, uh, Chavarez on the left, and in the midfield, I mean, in the center back partnership. You're going to see uh, Sebastian Caceres and, of course, uh, Israel Reyes. Now, the midfield is where it starts looking a little bit different. I, I potentially see kind of a 4-3-3 with a center defensive mid of Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, he's been having an absolutely amazing tournament. Whenever he did not feature against Columbus, you saw those. Uh, you saw you saw that there was a huge gap in between midfield and defense, and slotting him in there actually creates that anchor that we also necessarily need because we get caught too much in transition sometimes. So you're going to have see him there in the center defensive mid spot in the midfield. Obviously, you're going to have Richard. Uh, I'm not going to have a Richard Sanchez, of course, because he gets a red card. He's going to be out and not going to be able to play in this one. So you're going to see an Alvaro Fidalgo. And I truly do think since he's going to want to stick to that 4-3-3, he's going to maybe put a youngster out in that spot. And uh, it could be... Maybe Santi Naveda, he potentially could feature in, in that spot. I think it'd be a very promising opportunity for him to get some minutes. Uh, on the right-hand side, you're going to see Sendejas. On the left-hand side, you're going to see uh, Leo Suarez. And then, of course, up top, you're going to have uh, Julian Quinones. Although it might shift, and Sendejas might shift a little bit towards the middle. You might see a diamond of sorts, and then you have Leo Suarez. And Julian Quinones kind of link up up top. So it's going to be an interesting one. It's some intertwining pieces. Uh, of course, a, a lot is going to be kind of thrown in there at the last minute. We'll see exactly what Jardine ends up doing 
in that case. But as far as starting 11 goes, I think that's what I'm projecting. I'm curious to hear what your guys' starting 11 might be. Well, first of all, let's talk about the formation because Nashville has been playing this diamond formation for the most part. So 442 diamond. And they they've been they were really good at it for a while and then kind of stopped working a little bit. But I don't know if that was the formation or just the missing folks from uh, from red cards and all that. Uh, but against Cincinnati, they went in with five at the back or three at the back, however you want to see it. And I have a suspicious feeling that Gary is Gary Smith is going to continue with that and is going to continue with the three at the back because it just provided so much defensive stability uh, for this team. And I think they're going to continue that against America, especially with a short break. So I'm, I'm expecting to see three at the back um, with McNaughton, uh, Lucas McNaughton, Walker Zimmerman, who has been uh, MLS Defender of the Year twice or three times now, actually. Um, uh, US MNT played in the World Cup, all that. Um, and uh, instead of Josh Bauer, we'll probably see uh, Jack Mayer, who's coming back from um, injury. He played the last few minutes in Cincinnati and conceded a penalty, unfortunately. But I think he'll he'll come back and, and kind of form that three center backs with Walker Zimmerman and Lucas McNaughton. On the left is going to be Dan Lovitz. He's played almost every single minute on that left side. He's going to be the left wing back. And then on the right wing back is going to be Shaq Moore. Um, again, another USMNT player. He didn't have the best World Cup, I guess, but he did feature in the World Cup a couple times uh, for, for, um, uh, for the United States. Um, in the middle, you'll see three, uh, Godoy, Annabelle Godoy, who was the captain of the Panamanian national team, and Sean Davis. Um, they'll definitely, I think both of them will feature. Um, the one I am not sure about is Dax McCarty, who has had, he's a 36-year-old like MLS veteran who has had his best season so far. It's incredible. He was going to retire this year, and then he comes in and, and has a really, really good season. But just simply because it's a three-day break or four-day break, I just don't know if a 36-year-old can start again. He played the entire time in Cincinnati and scored the final penalty in the penalty kick to win it all. So, so I am not sure. If he doesn't play, I can see an Alex Muil jumping in uh, or, or even a Brian Anunga, a top Brian Anunga jumping in. But I think if Nashville might start with McCarty and kind of switch it up later on, and then up top, we got it's going to be Hani Mukhtar. Um, he's the league MVP last season. A lot of Nashville fans, actually all of Nashville fans, think he should have been the league MVP in 2021 as well. Uh, but we maybe we won't get into that. Um, he's one of the best players in MLS. Um, I have to say that now because Messi's here. Uh, before that, I would have just said he's the best player in MLS. Uh, he's really good, but he's going through a rough time right now. He has one goal in his last 10 matches. Um, and even with that, he's still leading the league in, with 13 goals in terms of the golden boot. So that just kind of puts it in perspective for you that he hasn't scored in, in, in a good period and still leads the league in goals. He's not really a traditional striker. He's more of a second striker or, or a number 10, really. And then next to him, um, I can uh, this, this can change. Uh, Fafa Pico started next to him in Cincinnati and got a goal. So chances are we'll see Fafa Pico again. Uh, Till Bunbury's back from a red card, like I said, so he will be kind of looking for maybe that starting spot. And then um, uh, Sam Surridge, like I said, if he does debut, is Gary Smith brave enough to start, uh, you know, his brand new signing after training with the team for four or five sessions? Is he, bra is, is he brave enough to start him? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I, I'm expecting Fafa Biko and Hani Mukhtar to be those uh, striker, quote-unquote, uh, sort of balls. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting that's an interesting 11. I I'd love to see exactly how we're gonna 
maybe, you know, find a way to kind of stop you guys in your attack and see how we can break down your defense. It won't be an easy one whatsoever. That's definitely for sure. That's I think the biggest be... thing will be will be just um for America to 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 be able to um to stop the counterattack because Nashville, like I mentioned, are deadly in the counter. So like anytime anytime there is a transition, Hani Mukhtar, Fafa Pico, these guys are running they're very fast. Um and it's just going to be that that's going to be the biggest challenge because I don't see Nashville getting most of the possession here. I think America is going to have most of the possession. They're going to have the ball, uh, but Nashville is just going to kind of sit back and wait for that right moment to try. Well, it's interesting how you guys are, well, you know, you guys, that's kind of what you guys go off of. And you're right. You know, we're a side that we love to have the ball. We want to have possession and we want to try to break you guys down. Although we do struggle with the very pacey side. I mean, you guys are going to be quick on the counter, which I emphasize how important it is for Jonathan Dos Santos to play in that center defensive mid-roll to kind of disrupt your guys' play because I know that there will be moments in where we maybe go on the attack, but if we don't finish our chances, which we have a tendency of doing so, you guys can quickly get us on the counter. And so being organized and kind of, prepared at the back is going to be crucial. And that's why I kind of want to talk a little bit of tactics in that sense. It's music to my ears, knowing that we're going to have most of the ball possession because I feel more comfortable whenever we do. Whenever we've gone up against a team that likes to have possession and kind of give us the same kind of medicine to us, we tend to struggle, a.k.a. Columbus. So, hearing that is music to my ears, although I heard the same against Chicago, and Chicago actually played a really good game. They planted themselves very well. Defensively speaking, they were very organized, and like I said, they had a couple of chances on the counter, which if they could have capitalized on, could have been a whole different story, whole different game. So with you guys, I'm thinking, okay, we've learned our mistakes from Chicago. We have to anticipate that you guys are going to be the same way in the sense that you guys are going to be very well organized and quick on the counter. So what did we do wrong in that game and what can we progress into this one? And I think Harinet has quite the homework to do. And of course, when you have a missing piece like Henry Martin, who does so well to play as a low number nine, hold up the ball and have players play off of him. Quinones, not necessarily his strength, right? What he is, is you chuck the ball to him, he'll run down anyone, right? It's He's just a player that you just chase the ball. So he kind of struggles in holding off play, having other players play around him. So I'm anticipating that that's kind of going to be our weakness in the attack is I'm expecting you guys to give him kind of the opportunity to receive the ball, not not so much necessarily run into space. And so I think that's when you guys are going to try to find a way to contain us. So we need to be smart about how we're going to go about that. Obviously, if Diego Valdez comes into this game and plays, then it kind of opens up a different avenue because then he can take on that role and Quinones can just kind of focus on being that striker to score the goals. So it's going to be an interesting one regardless as to how America plants themselves against you guys. And interesting to see how you guys try to contain our attacking threats because you guys did a pretty decent job against Cincinnati. Yeah, and, and this is a side, that's why the Toluca match was such a wild one because this is a side that barely ever concedes more than one goal in any match. If Nashville loses, generally 1-0, 2-1 at most, uh, just generally. Uh, but And you saw it against Cincinnati. Cincinnati scores three goals on Chivas, then comes in and plays Nashville and barely scores one goal at from a penalty, um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No goals from open play. So, so it's going to be an interesting one. This is a side that doesn't give goals away, um, but at the same time, it, I think it all depends on how America starts the game. 
and whether or not they can take advantage from one or two chances early on. Because what we've seen is that when Nashville concedes early, it kind of puts them in a downward spiral that just doesn't end. Doesn't end. So um, we haven't seen this team kind of come back a whole lot. Um, so if America can get that first goal early on, I think they have a pretty good handle on the game. Um, if uh, if Nashville can keep them away for a little bit, they will, I think if they can frustrate them a little bit, which is what happened with Cincinnati, Cincinnati ended the first half with maybe a couple shots and like maybe one shot on target at most. Um, they were frustrated because this is an attacking team. This is a team that likes to keep the ball. And all of a sudden, you're not able to do the things that you want to do. So, so I think if, if Nashville succeeds in that and they go into the second half, organize, still keeping America at bay, they have a really good chance of kind of scoring from one of the transitions. If America gets an early goal here, I don't see a way for Nashville to really come back from that. Uh, I think the best approach for Nashville is to stay organized, like you were saying, at the back and hope for, for a one or two transi- transac- uh, transitions on the other side. The more chaotic the game gets, I think the more Nashville gets out of the game. Um, and and the way the way that these Liga Mackies versus MLS matches have gone, I think there's some chaos in there. So that might play in America's side. Uh, the other thing is managing the game and and you know the dark arts, if you would. Um, and Nashville has struggled with that, uh, especially against Toluca. If you go back and watch that match, man, Toluca players were in Nashville players' heads. Like it was it was a problem. And, uh, you know, I think I think having that experience with America players, experienced players who have been at a CONCACAF level, stuff like that might come really handy for them in this match, um, to where Nashville players don't have the same sort of experience. All right. Well, there you guys. You heard it first here. will be an interesting game nonetheless to keep an eye on. Well, we... Spoken enough about tactics. We've talked about a little bit how we expect each side to kind of deal with uh, each other's oppositions. Talk to me about a key player, a, a player that kind of has to be on their night in order for Nashville to kind of walk away with a victory. I, I mean, I, I, I just can't not say Hani Mukhtar here. I think he is, he is the team MVP, the league MVP, and you know someone who. When he is firing on all cylinders, Nashville is looking really good. Nashville doesn't win a lot of matches when Hani Mukhtar doesn't play well. Uh, they do sometimes, but it's not common. Uh, so if Hani Mukhtar is playing well, chances are Nashville are going to win that match. And, and that's just how it goes. He is so important to this team. He drops into space. You'll see him in Nashville's half. You'll see him at half, half, half field. You'll see him in the opponent's box. You'll see him everywhere. He runs around. He's... he's He's very, very much um, tracking back, and he plays, he plays his heart out. You know, he, he's one of those players with a lot of work effort. But man, when he gets the ball, he's a magician with the ball. He, he's he's very, very tactically sound. He knows what to do um, in tight situations. He embraces tight situations. Um, the biggest thing is for Nashville to find someone who can match his ability and kind of let him play off of him. Um, and we've seen Fafa Pico come in a few times. Him and Fafa Pico are not necessarily on the same level, but they kind of play off each other. Now, Jacob Schaffelberg, who was uh, who, who, got, who got a knock in training on Thursday, we're not sure if he's back or not. If he is back and he starts this match, I think we were talking about speed. Him and Mukhtar, Jacob Schaffelberg and Mukhtar, play really well with each other. And Schaffelberg is the fastest player like uh, Nashville has, period. So it's it's a really 
it's going to be a really interesting matchup. And actually, I remember this very clearly because Schaffelberg played against America last year in that match that we talked about, that friendly. And he was cooking on that left side, man. I, they were not <laughs> able to stop him. And uh, same thing happened against Luca, where they were fouling him a lot because he was just kept running, 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 running at them. So that should be an interesting one. Keep an eye on him. Uh, but I, I just have, I feel like I'm, I'm legally like bound to say Mukhtar every time just because he, he does everything. You know, he, he's Nashville's everything. All right. Well, definitely keep an eye on him and see if whether or not uh, either Caceres or Israel Reyes can find a way to, you know, keep him at bay, which I'm sure is not going to be an easy task whatsoever. So that's, uh, that's interesting. So from my perspective, I think the one player that America needs, that he needs to have the game so far is uh, Leo Suarez. So... You know, I was going to say Julian Quinones, but I think that's kind of a given. A lot of people would say that. For me, it would be Leo Suarez. He's come to life into this America side since his loan spell at Santos Laguna, right? He's he's kind of impressed Andres Jardine a lot that he's kind of given him the task of fulfilling for Diego Valdez in that center attacking mid-roll, which we most likely will do again in this game against Nashville. So, you know, he's he's been doing... Okay, I think in Liga Mekis he was doing much better on that right-hand side, transitioning into the midfield, kind of having to adapt a different kind of responsibilities is is not been easy on him, but he's been capable to progress. And so I think he's going to have to have one of those nights where, again, he's scoring goals or he's assisting, um, you know, in this League Cup already, he's put in two very good balls that have found the back of the net because of a header or because of a deflection. So, again key piece for America and the attack. And I think he's he's a whole different person than we've seen. And I think if you give him a free kick within like 20 to 30 yards, he's going to try to put that ball in the back of the net. And he's deadly in those situations. So I think he is my player for you to watch and, and the player that needs to kind of carry the team on its shoulders in order to progress. Because I think he's going to be given the task of being that creative player and so if he's capable of doing that, if he's capable of kind of making one or two passes and putting Quinones in a situation where he can kind of score a goal, then I think perfect kudos. That's exactly where you want to be. So for me, it's going to be Los Suarez. So interesting look, to see. I'm going to be watching, man. I'm going to be watching. Yeah. No, yeah. Trust me. He's number 32. Keep an eye on him. I mean, he's got an amazing left foot. Um, and if he gets a chance from, you know, a free kick situation, even like from outside the box, He's going to try his best. So he's got a rifle and I expect him to take a couple of chances and, and hopefully the supporting cast can, you know, help him out in that sense. So going to be an interesting one. Nonetheless, um, well, I think we talked tactics, we talked players, we talked lineups, we talked this game through all of it. Now I want to hear your prediction for this game, man. What are you going with in regards to this game on Tuesday? What is your scoreline prediction? Well, let me preface this first by saying that because these games don't happen often. No one has been able to predict anything right. I feel like things have just been all over the yeah. place. Uh, but I'll do my best. I think it's going to be a Nashville win. And I think okay. it's going to be a 2-1 win. I, I think America America um, might be surprised a little bit by the level of Nashville players. I think they that might catch them off guard a little bit. Uh, I think Nashville goes up first. America ties it up. And maybe like a late winner for Nashville. Let's see. That, that's that's what I'm feeling. I don't actually have any evidence to back this up, man. I don't, that's just that's just <laughs> the feeling I have, and that's it. 
No, yeah, no, I agree. I kind of go, kind of go hands goes hand in hand with what I'm about to say too in regards to. I'm actually predicting a draw here. I'm going one one, and I think we take it to penalties. And obviously, penalties are just a coin cost. Uh, you know, flip of the coin at this point. So I think that America goes through in penalties, and I think that's kind of a wild remark to make because history has never been kind to us in in a penalty shootout. So, but I think that if America can kind of get themselves in that situation, I think they can pull through. Now, I I expect this game to be better than the Chicago one, but seeing as how no Richard Sanchez, no Henry Martin, you know, this, this team is deflated a little bit since that Columbus loss. So I expect this to struggle a little bit. I do expect this to, you know, get a goal. Maybe you guys get one back or maybe vice versa, but I think we get end up going to penalties. And then, of course, from that point on, we'll see what happens. Chris saying that America gets a 2-1 victory. King Yunus and Kevin Alvarez score. Chris, I hope you're right. Um, Can I tell you hey. something real quick about penalties? Yeah, go um, for it. So Nashville SC used to play in USL, that tier below MLS, yeah. right? So from the USL days to the MLS days, Nashville SC had never won a penalty shootout until last year when America came to town. And they had that. That, <laughs> that was the first yeah. ever penalty shootout that Nashville SC has ever won. Uh, so just to put wow. it in perspective, they've lost in playoffs twice in penalties. They've lost in the U.S. Open Cup once in penalties. So really bad record with penalties until America showed up and then they beat the American penalties. And then obviously on Friday, they, they beat Cincinnati. But uh, just a, uh, an interesting fact to keep in mind because you said America's not great at penalties either. So kind of, uh, it's going to be a toss-up, man. <laughs> this is going to be, who, who, who sucks less at penalties? This is basically yeah, going to be the, thing. <laughs> the, the, the thing at the end of the day. Well, I mean, it's an interesting one. I might as well just first America in that sense. But hey, look, whatever the case may be, if you guys are going to be at the stadium, you guys are going to be watching this game. It's going to be a fun one uh, for all America fans, of course. Catch every action uh, via our Twitter at Podcast. We'll keep you guys updated starting 11, goals, recap, all of it, you name it. We'll be there. And then, of course, um, where can I find you guys on Twitter? Yeah, at Pharma Soccer. That's with the PH Pharma Soccer. And then for me, you can see it right there at Valer Shabilla. You can find me and you can find the link for Pharma Soccer from there. But we're a Nashville podcast. So if you're an America fan, it's probably not going to work out for you. But hey, if you want to <laughs> learn about Nashville, listen to us. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'll teach you all about Nashville. And sometimes I'll tweet about Arsenal, too. So whatever. If you like that, maybe. There you go. Well, I think you and our, our, our co-host AJ would have probably gone along very well. So um, awesome. Well, hey, I just want to say thank you so much, Valeria, for coming on. I know it's a little bit late. Like I mentioned, these games are such a quick turnaround. And to try to find experts on these teams, it's sometimes a little bit more difficult than you would actually think of than just having to go on Twitter and typing, you know, Nashville podcast. Yes. It doesn't work as, as just that easily. But hey, man, thank you so much. Um, you know, wonderful stuff that you guys are doing covering Nashville and uh, Glad that we got to visit the pharmacy. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, let's hope for a great match on Tuesday. No, of course. And then thank you to everyone that tuned in. Thank you to everyone that was commenting. And thank you to everyone listening, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you may be listening to. All right. We'll let you guys go. We'll be back uh, later on during this week to talk all things Cuba America in English and see exactly where we are in this league's cup. All right. Then you guys take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. 
and subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 